Greetings, everybody, and welcome back to episode 11.5 of Extreme EvoCast, an all-purpose Pokemon podcast where we talk about news, trivia, and everything related to Pokemon. Um, so you're probably wondering, why is this episode 11.5? Well, a few things. And I'd like to take a few minutes uh, to talk about them, <laughs> to talk about those reasons why uh, this is 11.5 and not 12. Um, if you remember, there was an episode 5.5 that I released um, a while ago because um, pretty much the same reasons as this one. Uh, it was like a kind of a half episode where I had guests um, with my friends here and I was incredibly sleep deprived because we had just pulled an all-nighter because of school and I was like, okay, uh, I'm going to probably be sleeping all day and I'm not going to have time to to do EvoCast, <laughs> um, and so I just thought, hey, why don't we do one together? Um, it's partly the same reason for this one, not, you know, because of all-nighter or anything like that. Um, so the, the reason why this is this is uh, 11.5 and not 12 is because just um, things have been kind of uh, hectic. I haven't, I, I've been pretty busy uh, recently because of school coming up really, really soon, um, because of my streaming, because of my YouTube, um, I just haven't had as much time as I wanted to to um, prepare for this episode. Um, to I, I didn't really have any time today because of like people being home, things happening around the house today, and of course, as you know, I like to wait till the day before, um, which is partly a burden when things like this happen, but I think it's more of a positive than a negative because I get to cover as many as much news as possible um, during episodes of EvoCast. And um, so, so the problem is I just haven't had any time um, to, one, prepare for this episode, or two, come up with a topic that I feel like would be good enough for an episode. Um, I have plenty of ideas um, for, for topics for episodes, um, which, you know, I'll be doing in the future, but it takes a while to write down notes, it takes a while to research, it takes a while to prepare myself, to prepare certain things, um, so it does take a while, uh, longer than you would think to prepare for an episode of EvoCast, because I have to do segments, I have to get the news together, and all that stuff. Normally on the very last day, um, that I possibly can, if it comes to the news, sometimes I, I prepare... Um, you know, uh, the segments and the topic of the day beforehand, but I always wait for the news until the last minute, um, mostly because, so like, I, you know, I've explained it before. Um, and also just, you know, expect things, like, like I, I want to say that EvoCast isn't really my main priority when it comes to things that I do. Um, you know, I'm in school, I, you know, I'm in college, I am, um, you know, I'm a streamer, I'm a YouTuber, I I, I, I play D&D with my friends. I know that's probably not more important than than doing a podcast and keeping things on schedule, but uh, Extreme EvoCast is more of a hobby for me and more of just like a secondary thing that I do in my own time instead of something that I really, really you know, it's, something that, it's not, not something that I put a lot of time into, but I like to keep it, you know, I don't want to just excuse my language, half-ass everything in this podcast. Of course, of course, that's not what I want to do. I want to create as much, um, you know, I, I want to do as much as I can for everybody um, in this podcast because I enjoy it. That's that's what I do. I do it because I like entertaining people. I like doing it myself. 
Uh, and I, I like just, it's, it's fun, you know? Um, so I just want to say expect uh, this to happen not like you know frequently like it was like a six episode it basically like every every six episodes or so so far at least have been half episodes and i promise you it's not going to be that frequent it's just because of how variable my schedule can be like i said school uh youtube streaming on twitch uh things like that are more important to me than this podcast but that doesn't mean that i'm you know that i'm not going to focus on this podcast. What I'm trying to say is that my schedule can vary sometimes. Things come up. Uh, I'm a busy person. I don't put all of my attention and all of my time into this podcast. So sometimes I have to, you know, you have to crack You have to crack an egg to make an omelet, <laughs> essentially. You have to crack a few eggs to make an omelet. And EvoCast sometimes has to be that egg. Um, and I don't I didn't have enough time to prepare a topic for today I didn't have enough time uh, to really put all of my hard work into things and like I could throw together something really really quick but I, I don't want to half-ass a topic I want to save every topic that I can for future episodes because um you know they might be kind of hard to come up with topics in the future if I've already exhausted plenty um so I want to I, I wanted I want to be careful with what I talk about and how long I talk about certain things um, and I think it's only natural that sometimes um, if I'm too busy or actually another reason I'm sick I've been feeling pretty under the weather recently haven't really been feeling the best mentally and physically uh, so you have to I, I you'll know, have to forgive me for that um, you know life's just been tough recently I'm not using it as an excuse but um, you know it's 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 every it's a factor that many factors are go into to why this episode is shorter and of course i'm sure people don't mind you know they don't blame me um you know podcasting takes a lot of work of course um so today what i plan what i plan on doing for this episode is just doing news and just doing the normal segments that we usually go through you know move tutor random pokemon of the week uh everything like that and just not have a topic. So this episode will probably be, you know, half an hour, 45 minutes long, half episode, you know, a little bit longer than a half episode, just because we don't have a topic, a main topic in hand to talk about. So um, you'll have to excuse me if this episode is really short. Uh, I don't know how long it's going to be. I don't know how long I'm, I'm going to be able to talk about certain things, but just, um, you know, as a as an apology for right now, I'm sorry for how short this episode is. You'll have to forgive me. Um, next week or next, you know, in two weeks, everything will be going back as normal. Um, I, you know, same time frame, uh, everything like that. I just wanted to get an episode out this week. I didn't want to just skip a week. I wanted to have something for people to listen to for people who frequent this podcast. Um, and it's just unfortunate that it has to be something a little bit less than what I could do. Uh, you know, I just didn't want to force in a topic that I didn't, you know, that I that I could talk about more in a future episode just because of how busy I've been. So, uh, with that out of the way, um, thank you for sticking around past that little, you know, public service announcement. Um, but we have some news to go through today. Uh, we have, there are some new... Uh, Shadow Pokemon coming to Pokemon Go. I think they're already in effect. I don't know when this tweet was posted, but the Pokemon Go Twitter uh, posted a tweet 
saying that there was new shadow Pokemon, and those Pokemon are Poliwag, Grimer, Muck, Drowsy, Hypno, Cubone, Scyther, Magikarp, Houndor, Houndoom, and Ralts. Coming soon. Um, and, you know, if you don't know what shadow Pokemon are, listen to my last episode where we talk about the new shadow Pokemon uh, in Pokemon Go with the Team Rocket battles and all that stuff. You can, you know, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, I go I go through it in depth in that episode. But yeah, some new uh, shadow Pokemon. That should be interesting. That should be fun. Uh, I expected them to add more. I didn't expect them to just do, like, the Bulbasaur, you know, the starters and, like, a few others. I expected them to add more. And it looks like they're also adding Pokemon from Gen 2 already. And Gen 3 already because of Ralts, you know. The, most of them, you know, 99% of them are uh, Gen 1. But a lot of so there's Houndor, Houndoom, and Ralts coming. So that, 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 that should be fun. That shows that they're not, obviously, just going to do um, Generation 1, which is exciting. I, I'm, I'm really excited about that. Of course, now it is time for everybody's favorite monthly segment, uh, Reviewity Day, where we look at Community Days in review. Um, so this past August Community Day, uh, which is as early in the month as you can get, being like, you know, really, really early in the month, like um, August 4th, 5th, I think it was. Um, it was Ralts, which is... Um, which is fun. Uh, last episode, I believe, before we got the idea that it was Ralts, I predicted that it would be another pseudo-legendary, which I was wrong about. Uh, because we just had Slackoth, and then we just had... Um, and then we had, uh, you know, Mudkip. But then, like I predicted in, in, you know, when we went over the patterns with the Community Days in one of the earlier episodes... I predicted that the next one would be uh, a pseudo-legendary, which is how they've been going uh, for the entire time. And I even predicted that maybe they would not do a pseudo-legendary because we were kind of running out of pseudo-legendaries. And it actually turned out to be correct um, because uh, Ralts is not a pseudo-legendary. It's close to it, but it doesn't fit the pseudo-legendary, you know, um, stat block. But, uh, you know... Last, this community day, you could get Ralts, you could get, actually, you could get, um, you, you know, you could get the shiny Pokemon as normal, shiny Ralts, shiny Curlia, and then you could also get shiny Gardevoir and also shiny Gallade. Um, a lot of people, you know, I, I actually, for some reason, when I first heard that it was Ralts, I didn't really make the connection that it would also be Gallade and Gardevoir, you know, both of them together, which is interesting. I didn't think, I didn't, uh, I forgot that Gallade was in the game um, because, you know, I'm not really used to Gen 4 being in there. So it's actually really interesting. It's the first community day where we've had, we've had two different um, possible final evolutions. But uh, unfortunately, despite being two totally different Pokemon and two totally different types, um, the special community day only move was synchronized for both of them. So we didn't get a special move for both Gardevoir and one for Gallade, they ended up just having the same one. And um, if you didn't know, something that I personally just found out recently, um, I don't know if this is 100% accurate, but I heard that the Community Day Shiny percent is between 5 and 8%, which is 1 in every 15 or 1 in every 20 Ralts will get you a Shiny Pokemon, which is... I didn't actually know that they were that frequent, you know, that they were that common, but I mean, 
with how many people I managed to get, with how many that I've even managed to get, I, uh, I, I, I'm not really surprised. <laughs> I didn't actually think that they were that common, but yeah, I mean, eight, five eight percent seems about right. That's an insanely high shiny chance for shiny Pokemon. You know, I mean, given a lot of the other um, rates and other games, that's insane. I mean, I know it's a community day, but Jesus, still. So as has been the pattern with uh, the summer community days because I'm home for the summer. I've explained this at least three or four times already. I haven't had a chance uh, to go out and get any Pokemon, which is unfortunate. I really, really wanted Rolves, but like I said, there's no, there's no place near me that actually has any Pokemon. I have tried going outside during community days, even just like walking around, even walking like miles and miles down the road still no like I mean like I can get a few Pokemon to spawn but not enough for me to even warrant going out there trying to find a shiny Pokemon I may as well just wait until I get back to college which uh, on campus there is so many shiny Pokemon or so many Pokemon that spawn so uh, hopefully when I when I when I go back into uh, school which is actually going to be pretty soon which probably should actually be uh, by the time the next Ravunity Day or the next Community Day is a thing. Maybe, I think. Uh, yeah, because it'll be next month. Um, I will actually have probably a chance to talk about it and my experiences and, and, and stuff like that, which I'm very excited to do. It's been a while since I've actually been able to um, talk about the Community Days, you know, my personal experiences. I've talked about them in the past, how I've, you know, what Shinies I've gotten, what Shinies I didn't get. Uh, how if I went out with friends or not, and I like sharing those stories, and I'm I'm a little bit upset that um, I haven't been able to share those things with you, and I hope that you know you're looking forward to hearing my opinion about them personally when uh, the upcoming the upcoming community is, which will probably be a starter. Actually, we have you know we have we we talked about this I believe last Ravinity Day, um, but uh, the next one will be most likely a Sinnoh starter, which is really really exciting. I'm very excited to have, you know, Piplup. Uh, I believe they start with the grass types, so we probably will get Turtwig, which is very fun, and then Chimchar and then Piplup going by the, um, you know, the pattern that we've talked about before. Uh, you can check that out in the episode where I talk about uh, Community Days, which I believe is just called Ravunity Day, so you can check that out. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually very excited for the upcoming Community Days, mostly because I'm actually going to be able to take part in them. Um, which is very, very exciting. And that we're getting some first, you know, first Gen 4 community days, hopefully, hopefully soon. Um, I'm not 100% sure. I mean, you know, they did surprise us with the non-pseudo-legendary uh, Pokemon with Ralts, but I'm very much hoping that we do get these Sinnoh starters. If not next community day, then we'll probably get them very, very soon. So a little bit more news. Uh, one more bit of Pokemon Go news, which is that... Uh, Rayquaza, specifically Shiny Rayquaza, is now available in raids. Well, you, you can get Rayquaza in raids, and Rayquaza now has the chance to be Shiny. First time Rayquaza has ever been um, in raids, which is very, very exciting. So go out, snag yourself a, a Shiny Rayquaza, or just a Rayquaza, and hope that you can get a Shiny Rayquaza. I certainly will be once I get back to school. I'm very excited about that. And finally, for the last little bit of news for this episode, not very, not very many new things, mostly just um, Pokemon Go stuff as usual. Um, but uh, you'll have to ex you know, you'll have to excuse me if I botch any pronunciations. But 
Uh, it's uh, this is coming from the Play Pokemon um, Twitter account, which we haven't talked about. Which I did follow. I didn't actually know that uh, that account existed. Uh, Play Pokemon. It's at Play Pokemon on Twitter. Is talking about more competitive aspects of Pokemon with like Pokken, with um, the you know Pokemon trading card game, which is interesting. I didn't actually know that they had an official account for that kind of stuff. So now that I'm following it. Uh, if anything does happen on that account, you can be sure to expect that I'll talk about it. But so, you know, getting in with the tradition now, uh, Play Pokemon tweeted, History was made during the 2019 Pokemon Oceania International Championships in February, where, and like I said, apologize if I pronounce this name wrong, it is Slovakian, and I am not familiar with the language or any pronunciations, but it is. Simon Belanyi became the first Slovakian international championship in any age division, uh, which is exciting. Seeing a little bit more representation coming into the Pokemon competitive scene. I don't know how revolutionary that is, but uh, you know you can check out the tweet. It does actually include a picture of of uh, Simon or Simone. Maybe I'm not 100 percent sure. I'm just going to say Simon. I don't know if that's correct. I'm sorry if it's wrong, um, but you can check out a picture of Simon uh, on the thing and. He looks very young, extremely, extremely young, <laughs> which is which is fun. And it says, check out his Pikachu and Zekrom GX Tag Team Tech in action. And there's a link um, to the video, which is uh, you can check it out if you are interested in it, which is very, very cool. Uh, now that we're done with the news and done with that uh, disclaimer in the very beginning, we are going to go on to the segments. I'm going to go through Random Pokemon of the Week and Move Tutor, and then I'm going to end the episode again. I'm sorry about the shorter episode. You'll have to excuse me. I promise that next episode will be same length, uh, you know, and everything, same thing. Maybe I'll even do something a little bit special as a sorry um, for this episode being so short and not having a topic, you know, like a, a concrete topic in hand. We're just going to be talking. I, I I still wanted to do the the segments where we talk about a random Pokemon and random move because I, I want to get through as many as I possibly can, potentially even all of them, maybe if this podcast goes for a very long time. And I don't want to miss a chance um, to do that. So anytime I ever do one of these half episodes, I will be sure to still include the random Pokemon of the week and ran- and move tutor. Um, so this random Pokemon of the week, uh, the segment where we talk about a random Pokemon every single episode is number 68. And that is Machamp. Uh, Machamp is a fighting type Pokemon introduced in generation one. It evolves from Machoke when traded and it is the final form of Machop. Um, you know Machamp. Everyone knows Machamp. It's one of the, honestly, it's one of the most iconic Pokemon. I wouldn't say that it's as well known as, you know, Pikachu, Mewtwo, uh, the more well-known Pokemon, but it is pretty well-known, I have to say. It's a pretty popular, pretty, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people, you know, if the percentage of people who knew who Machamp was, was, was very high, because, I mean, it, it's such a, um, interesting Pokemon. And it's, you know, it's one of the original Gen 1s, and you know what I mean. So it is the Super Power Pokemon. It has the abilities Guts and No Guard, uh, and Steadfast as its hidden ability. It has a 75% male, 25% female ratio. It is in the human-like egg group. It is 5 feet 3 inches. That is very short. I actually didn't know that Machamp was so short. Uh, Machamp is, wow. Machamp is tiny, huh? 1.6 meters? Five five foot three, <laughs> shorter than me, shorter than like a lot of my friends. Wow, I actually expected it to be a lot taller. It's 
actually pretty proportionate with the the games. Like in Sun and Moon, you know, they had the Machamp ride Pokemon, and I mean, you know, your main character is like a, a teenager, not too old, um, so didn't don't expect them to be too tall. But I mean, you Machamp can carry you no problem. Machamp seems to be a little bit taller than the main character, which I guess makes sense. But I don't know. I always expected it to be like at least six, maybe even seven feet tall. Like, it's pretty, uh, you know, it's pretty big, pretty beefy. I never expected it to be that small, actually. That's really interesting. Um, you know, something I've always thought that was really interesting about Machamp and Machoke, specific, uh, Machamp and Machoke specifically, is that, like, they wear clothes, you know? Like, they have, like, the underwear on, like, the Speedo. I believe Machoke also has it. Yeah. Machoke has, like, a belt and, like, you know, like, 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 so does Machamp. They both have, like, a, like, a champion's belt and, like, a Speedo. Are they born? Like, are they, do they evolve with that on? Do they have to, like, wash it? Is it, like, is it, is it part of their body? Or is it, like, is it, is it just, like, a, is it, you know, is it, is it clothes? Like, do they have to, do they have to, I don't, I don't want to think about what's underneath that thing, but, like, it's just weird. Like, Pokemon with clothes on have always been very weird. Like, you know, <laughs> is it part of their body? I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to continue thinking about this. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't like this. So, um, a champ is a playable character in Pokémon Tournament, uh, which is really interesting. And it is, all, it also appeared in Detective Pikachu. Um, it was a, probably the most mundane thing that a champ could be doing. It was directing traffic in Detective Pikachu, um, which I thought was interesting. Uh, you think that it would be, like, fighting? <laughs> but no, it's just directing traffic. I mean, I guess it makes sense, because it does have four arms, so it would probably be pretty good at doing that. Um, so, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I'm going to talk about Machamp's Pokedex entries. I'll read, uh, I'll read the very first red and blue. It says, Using its heavy muscles, it throws powerful punches that can send the victim clear over the horizon. And uh, yellow was... One arm alone can move mountains. Using all four arms, this Pokemon fires off awesome punches. What is it with Pokemon about moving mountains? There's so many po there's so many Pokemon out there that can like crush a mountain with one hand or jump over a mountain or move a mountain or eat a mountain. Like what what is it with mountains? Like Machamp can move an entire mountain with one arm. Is it really that strong? Like think about that. A mountain I mean, you don't need me to tell you how big a mountain is and how heavy a mountain would be. And Machamp, Machamp can push it with one arm. This this thing should not be allowed to fight anything. <laughs> like, how is that? How how is that fair? <laughs> I know, Gen One, you know, Gen One Pokedex entries are kind of all over the place. They're pretty either completely out there or not continuating with the series just because of, you know, it's Gen 1. Gen 1's all over the place. Um, so I'm going to read a few more. I'll read from Diamond Pearl and then Sun and Moon. Um, it says, Machamp, this is from, oh, this is from uh, Diamond. Uh, it says, it punches with its four arms at blinding speed. It can launch 1,000 punches in two seconds. That is insane. Are you kidding me? That's also insane. This Pokemon is insane. It says, Pearl, I can knock a train flying with a punch. However, it is terrible at delicate work using his fingers. Ooh. All right, so we know a little bit more about Champ. It's 
Very, very strong, but it's not very good at actually doing things with its hands, which is interesting. Uh, from Platinum, it says it's four muscled arms, slam foes, and powerful punches and chops at blinding speed. That's boring. Um, those are also the one for Black White, Black White 2. Um, let's see, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. Machamp has the power to hurl anything aside. However, trying to do any work requiring care and dexterity causes its arms to get tangled. This Pokemon tends to leap into action before it thinks. So, you know, same theme. Very, very strong, very powerful, but not very good at doing stuff individually with his fingers, which is interesting. Uh, Sun and Moon, it says, um, it unleashes Megaton-level punches to send opponents flying clear over the horizon. That's almost the same as Red and Blue. Uh, it can lift heavy loads with the greatest of ease. Excuse me. It can even have to dump trucks, but its clunk, clumsy fingers prevent it from doing any precision work. You know, same thing. Not, nothing new, it seems. So, uh, we're going to move on. So, Machamp was one of the original um, original trade Pokemon in, um, in the original generation, Red, Blue, Yellow, uh, which, is inter- which is probably why it's, it's one of the most well-known, not one of the most well-known Pokemon, but it is a well-known Pokemon. Uh, more so than other Pokemon, I would I would say. Because it was, you know, what people remember. Machamp, Alakazam, Golem, Gengar, all those Pokemon that need traits to evolve were probably one of the hardest to get because if you didn't have any friends, you couldn't evolve them. <laughs> so Machamp, its shiny form, um, you know how I feel about green shinies. I'm immediately going to say uh, 4 out of 10. It's not very good. <laughs> it's just green. The, the, Pokemon has a tradition of turning blue shinies into just green or pink, <laughs> and it's boring. I think it's I think it's boring. Um, see, like I'm looking at the sprites now, and like in gold and silver, the, the you know when shinies were first released, Machamp was like a like almost like a brown a brownish blue. Like a, almost like a, brown, a brownish green is very interesting, and I, I like the shiny that they made with with this one because it was like, um, you know, it, it had it was the color contrast and the color change makes sense with this with this with the gold and silver sprites. But then going into the later generations, specifically Diamond, Black X, you know, Gen Four, Gen Five, Gen Six, it's just green. You know, it's they turned Machamp into the normal like blue gray color. It's it's just green. The reason why I gave it such a, like a four out of ten and not like a two out of ten is because they changed the speedo color, which I think is a really funny detail. Like they changed the color of his speedo to green to match his uh, to match his color, which I can appreciate. I, I appreciate his fashion sense. Um, like I'm just looking at the sprites and like Ruby and Sapphire Machamp. It was like teal it was like cyan such a weird color i don't like it i'm glad that they didn't keep that color but champ has gone through a lot of changes you know it was like it was like it was green and yellow and then it was like a brown green and then it was like a a cyan and then it went to like the gray blue that we all know and love in diamond and it just it stayed that way i i like i want to say right now it's Machamp has always been weird to me because like I never really thought about the fact that it has four arms. Like 
It's it's just got like an extra pair of shoulders on top of its shoulders. Like think about how weird that would be. Like it's 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 interesting because it's not like it doesn't have its arms like coming out of its like like its waist. You know, like most like four-armed creatures or four-armed things in media uh have, you know, normally they have like the normal arms and then they have um you know, and then they have another pair of arms coming out of the waist. Machamp's arms are coming out of, like, another set of shoulders on top of it. It's very disorienting. It's very, very weird looking. I don't know why. It's it's so weird to me. Like, it looks like it doesn't belong. If you take them off, Machamp is just, like, a Machoke. Like, Machamp, Machamp is just a Machoke with an extra pair of arms. Which, I mean, makes sense, you know. And the evolution, uh, you know, the evolution design, it just makes sense. Two arms are better. Four arms are better than two, I suppose. With you know, in terms of strength, um, but I, I just think it's really interesting. Like, just go look at Machamp for a little while. Like, look up Machamp right now if you're listening to this and you're able to. Just like look at the way Machamp's arms function. Like the the way they look, the where the place that they come out of. It just looks really unnatural to me, and I don't like it. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what it is about it. It's there's just something off about it. And like look at Machamp's like sprites in um like for example in Platinum, like it's in such a weird pose. It's got like its hands on its hips in almost like a sassy pose. And then its other arms are doing like like a dance, you know, like a like a haha kind of thing. It's it, it just looks so weird to me. I don't like the platinum sprite at all. I really, really don't. The other sprites look fine. Like Diamond and uh, Ruby Sapphire, I mean, look good. He's like crouched down. He's got like his two arms on his on, on his top, like huh, you know, like outstretched, and the other ones are like close to his body, ready to punch. It's it's nice. It's good. And I I also like the I also like the you know the 3D sprites where he's like, he, you know, he he's ready. With his normal arms, and then his top arms are like grabbing, like they're they're ready, they're ready to like hold back someone if they if they if they fight. Anyway, we're gonna stop talking about the sprites. Um, it's just like just go look at Machamp, dude. It's it's just weird. It's really 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 weird. <laughs> also, before I stop talking, I do want to say I really think it's funny. Um, Machamp's sprite in Heart Gold. It's like it looks like his friend is like about to do something really bad like or like something like that like he's he's watching someone like about like about to like jump off something that like they're not gonna make it across you know he's like no stop but like his other arms like his 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 left arm and like his top right arm are like yes do it (laughs) and then the other arm you know the, the top left is like uh it's like half Ha- it's in the middle, you know, it doesn't really, it's not really sure what it wants, but Machamp himself is like, no, don't do it, and the other arms are like, yes, do it. it. Seems like he's got some conflicting opinions here. His arms have different minds of their own. Anyway. <laughs> um, so for some trivia about Machamp, in the red and blue beta, uh, Machamp, which which I want to talk about beta content in, this, in, a, um, in a future episode, um, Machamp was originally known as Judo with like J U hyphen D O H like Play-Doh. Um, this is a corruption of Judo, a fighting style. I knew that, Wikipedia, but yeah, that's interesting. There's a lot of other Pokemon that have uh, beta names that, um, for example, like I believe 
coughing and wheezing were like LA and, and NY, like Los Angeles and New York, which is really weird. That's very odd, but we'll, we'll talk about that in a future episode. I, I do actually want to talk about um, beta content in a lot of games, maybe even beta content for each uh, game in, in separate episodes. That'll be good, because um, there's a lot to talk about. So we're going to hop over to Smogon.com and talk about Machamp in competitive Pokemon. Uh, Machamp is a rarely used Pokemon, which is one above the worst. Um, it is, of course, a fighting type Pokemon. It has an HP stat of 90, an attack of 130, a whopping 130 attack, uh, 80 defense, 65 special attack, um, 85 special defense, and a speed of 55, different across the board. No two stat is the same. Um, and it says this is coming, uh, you know, this, this is written by KW and Cryo Gyro. <laughs> this is an overview of Machamp's playstyle. It says Machamp's niche over other fighting types in the RU tier is its ability guts, which can transform it into a powerful wall breaker with a flame warp, boasting over 590 attack while maintaining the flexibility to switch its moves and not worry about Toxic. So yeah, uh, if you don't know, if you aren't familiar with competitive Pokemon, or just familiar in general with, with a lot of uh, things in Pokemon, um, Machamp's best ability is Guts, which uh, says, If this Pokemon has a major status condition, its attack is multiplied by 1.5 and burns of physical damage halving is, halving, halving is ignored. Um, so Guts boosts your attack if you're burned, Toxic, paralyzed, anything like that, and burn burns uh, normal half uh, damage penalty is not there. So it says uh, Machamp's stab move usually threatens most of the tier's stealth rock setters, including Registeel, Rhyperior, and Gigalith. And the rest of its move pool allows it to either one hit KO or two hit KO the remainder of the metagame. Even stall teams have little in the way of checks for Machamp as close combat, knockoff, and, f and facade can break through everything in conjunction with Machamp's guts, boosted power, and ability to switch moves. However, Machamp competes for a spot with Beware and Pangoro, the tier's other premier fighting types, which both have access to Sword Stance along with better physical bulk in the former's case and a stronger knockoff for the latter. In addition, without defensive investment, Machamp is fairly easy to revenge kill due to its poor speed tier and lack of stat priority move and it is worn down quickly thanks to residual damage stacking up from flame warp and pivoting into entry hazards so it seems like machamp's biggest strength is its insane attack with guts uh and it's powerful um stab moves fighting moves that take care of some things that actually threaten like reggie still up here and gigalith you know fighting is super effective against those pokemon those are the pokemon that um it has a hard time that, you know, that has a hard time against, or that it has a hard time against normally if it wasn't fighting type because it, it can set up uh, rocks. But it seems like because its speed and physical bulk is so bad and because it doesn't have a stab priority move, which for the uninformed, that, me that means a move that goes first, like quick attack, extreme speed, excel rock, uh, things like that. It doesn't have a move that goes first that has... Uh, stab. It doesn't. There's. It doesn't have a fighting type priority move, um, which is unfortunate. And also, the fact that it has to get burned by the flame orb uh, makes it so it takes a lot of damage over time, which is not very good. Um, 
So it, it's um, the preferred move set is a guts wall breaker, which is close combat, which is a very good stab fighting move. Um, stab, if you don't know, stands for same type attack bonus, which gives Pokemon that use a move of their, of their typing a 1.5, I believe, times it might be 1.25 uh, times attack bonus to their moves. Um, close combat, knockoff, facade, which is good because it, it's a, it already has a burn. Which, if you don't know, facade um, does extra damage if the Pokemon the Pokemon that uses it is um, it has a status condition like burn, toxic. Or, you know, burn, poison, par you know, paralysis, stuff like that. And then it has bullet punch, which is simply just a physical uh, steel type move. Uh, and it has a flame orb, which burns it. If, it, you know, if the Pokemon has this equipped on the first turn that it's available to, it burns uh, the Pokemon holding it, which it activates guts. Uh, ability is guts. Nature is adamant, which is plus attack minus special attack, of course, because special attack is not useful for Machamp at all. And it has 252 attack, 4 defense, and 252 speed EVs. Trying to get that speed up. That horrible 55 speed. It's really bad for Machamp. <laughs> um, I never use Machamp personally, competitively. Uh, it's not really that good. I don't really play rarely used all that often. But I do like Machamp. I want to use a Machamp on like a team. If I, if I ever play through like Fire Red or something like that again, maybe I'll play... Maybe I'll you know, maybe I'll play through Machamp, or I'll use Machamp in the future. Machamp is a cool Pokemon. I really, really like it. This random Pokemon of the week has actually um, made me appreciate Machamp a little bit more, which is something that I hope to do uh, with these random Pokemon of the week. Just have give a give every Pokemon a, a you know some time in the spotlight, and actually, Machamp is kind of cool. I like Machamp. Machamp is, you know, like I said. It's giving me some new love for Machamp, and I hope this segment has too. <laughs> um, so, wrapping up that, we're going to hop into our last segment of the day. Um, pretty much a shorter one. Um, this is Move Tutor, uh, the segment where we talk about a random move every single episode. This episode's random move is number 122, which is Lick. <laughs> uh, in Japanese, Lick is called Tongue Lick. Uh, yep, that's all there is to it. Thanks for listening to everybody. No, I'm kidding. Uh, okay, Lick is a damage-dealing ghost-type move introduced in Generation 1. It has a PP of 30, a power of 30, not very good, <laughs> an accuracy of 100%, and it is a physical move. Uh, Lick, it says in Generation 1, Lick inflicts damage and has a 30% chance of paralyzing the target. Lick cannot paralyze ghost-type Pokemon. That's very interesting. Um, apparently, you couldn't paralyze ghost-type Pokemon with Lick in, in Generation 1. Um, since Generations 2 to 5, uh, Lick can now paralyze ghost-type Pokemon. And in Generation 6, Lick's power was raised from 20 to 3. So they, 30, sorry. 20 to 30. They buffed Lick in Generation 6. Not something that I was aware of. Also, something that's interesting. I see that... In Pokemon Stadium, Pokemon Stadium 2, it said that it has a 1 in 3 chance of leaving the target with paralysis. It's actually, 30% isn't a 1 in 3 chance. I mean, it's pretty darn close, but hey, it's not 1 in 3. They're lying to us. <laughs> um, so, you know, everybody, for all of you that see, have seen the, um, the Generation 1 anime, uh, you know, the Indigo League, um, 
Lick is a very, you know, prevalent move in that in that series whenever they deal with the ghost type Pokemon, Ghastly, Haunter, Gengar. Lick is pretty much used every single time that they that they interact with those Pokemon. So, you know, if you've watched the Indigo League, you know this move well. Um, a little bit of trivia uh, about Lick says Lick is the only ghost type move in Generation One that is affected by type matchups. What does that mean? Does it just mean that? Does it mean that it can't paralyze ghost type moves or ghost type Pokemon? Probably. How many ghost type moves were there in Generation One? Hold on. I'm gonna look this up. Ghost type moves. Oh, there was a few. There was Confuse Ray. There was Lick. There was Nightshade. And that is it. <laughs> there was three ghost type moves in Generation 1. Which is fitting because there was only three ghost type Pokemon in Generation 1. Um, so that's interesting. Lick is one of the OG ghost type moves which is cool. Um, Lick is a very interesting Pokemon. Or move, sorry. Um, you know, it's just a Lick. <laughs> what else is there to say? It's a Lick. It's exactly what you think it would do. I like I like that it paralyzes Pokemon. I think that's a really neat touch. It could literally, and I also like that it's a ghost type move because like Gengar, Haunter, and Ghastly all have long tongues, and I think it was it, you know obviously it was made specifically for them because they don't um, you know because they're the only ghost type Pokemon in Generation One, so. It's cool. It's interesting to think that like it was made for them, and that's why that they that it's a ghost type move. But it's also interesting to think that like Licky Tongue, Licky Licky, Kecleon, all those Pokemon that can learn, that can learn the move that aren't ghost type Pokemon, you know, like Golbat, stuff like that. Po Pokemon that aren't ghost type that learn, you know, they're using a ghost type move. It's just a lick, you know, <laughs> like. When it when it's in the context of Gengar, Haunter, and Ghastly, it makes sense that it would be a ghost type move. But like, if if you told somebody who doesn't know anything about Pokemon that licking somebody was a ghost type move, what do you think they would think? Because <laughs> like, know what I mean, it it doesn't really make any sense. It's it's a lick. How, how what does that have to do with ghosts? But you know, it's because of Ghastly and the Ghastly line. Um, it also says. In Pokemon Coliseum and Pokemon XD, when a Pokemon uses Lick, it will show its tongue. Starting in Pokemon Battle Revolution, this no longer occurs. Oh yeah. That's very gross. <laughs> if you look if you look at the if you look at the picture on, on Lick Wikipedia page or Bulbapedia page, it's just a Teddy Ursa using Lick, and it's just a giant tongue. Just the biggest tongue ever. Which I think is hilarious. To think that that huge tongue is fitting in that tiny bear's mouth. Okay, uh, I think that's all I can really talk about for Lip. Lip? Lick. Lip, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that's all there really is to talk about <laughs> Lick. Uh, like I said, it's it's just Lick. Really isn't much I can say anything else. Um, and of course, uh, that was the last segment for today. So, again, I want to apologize for the little bit of a shorter episode. It's, you know, 40... 45 minutes, 43 minutes, not too bad, not too shabby uh, for not having a topic. We did talk about Machamp for quite a long time, but I hope you guys enjoyed yourselves. I'm sorry again about the shorter episode. I'm sorry about that this doesn't have a topic. Uh, I hope for those who have listened this far that you've been enjoying it nonetheless. Uh, and I want to thank you so much for watching, for, li watching, for listening. 
Thank you all so much for your continued support. You can follow me on Twitter at Lyceon. Catch my streams at twitch.tv slash Check out my videos on um, Lyceon, my channel. And I will catch you in the next one. Bye.